Stirring the Pot with Drip Kitchen. All right, guys. Well, you guys made it to our second podcast. Hopefully this one is a lot easier to get through considering there will actually be topics. And per usual, it is me, Kim, and my host, Taylor and Alexis. And uh, yeah, we're going to dive right into topics today. Uh, first, how was your guys' weekend? My weekend was good. Uh, I got to see Bethany and uh, Katrina and Cerise. For those of you that don't know who names are, they are all uh, drifters in uh, Connecticut. That was pretty cool. We uh, hiked a mountain. Ooh. Hell yeah, I went down to Philadelphia to see Reese and we just hung out and I played the sim a lot and yeah, it was Uh, good. I feel like I'm getting a lot more used to it now. Yeah, no, actually it's funny because I feel like we're going to probably get into that uh, with one of our first topics, but um, my weekend was good. Uh, Me and Chet watched an entire series in a matter of uh, a day. Uh, we just Netflixed the entire weekend away. It was ideal for both of us, I think. And uh, that's the upside to off-season is that uh, lots of chill time, which I'm excited about. All right. So we binge-watched and we did mountain climbing, two totally different things. Um, that's good. So <laughs> For our topics, we picked a couple um, just based off of, you know, what we wanted to tackle first and everything. And uh, one of my things that I picked was uh, learning to drive stick because I feel like for most people, that's a pretty funny story because I feel like it's normal for most of it to include getting yelled at. And uh, I don't know. I'm excited to find out how they learned how to drive stick because I know how I did. But um, I don't know. Taylor? How did you learn how to drive stick? And on what, actually? Taught me, actually, on my mom's Nissan Xterra. And he wouldn't let me go on the road. So we would, my driveway has like a little bit of an incline on it. So for like two hours, just go up and down the driveway and just to the clutch. And there was definitely a lot of yelling, a lot of like clutch smell. And then when he finally let me take it around the road, I can just remember bucking up and down like on Main Street, which is also like an incline. And yeah, it was pretty stressful. But once you got the hang of it, I mean, it, was, it wasn't too bad. Um, so actually when I bought my RX-7, I didn't know how to drive a standard. Um, and I tried to how to drive standard driving the car back from New York and there was a lot of like yelling and stuff as well in my situation um and I just like I couldn't do it I actually gave up and my boyfriend at the time had to drive the car back um eventually my dad taught drive in his Toyota Tercel and uh basically what he did is he took me out to these like crazy back roads in Temple New Haven where there was like nobody and he made me kind of go up and down hills. How about you, Kim? Um, yeah, my ex uh, helped me slash yelled at me in the Big Lots parking lot. Um, 
let's say it was in a Nissan hard body. And I don't know, it, it definitely, it was, there was a lot of yelling and I'm going to be honest with you, that was not like my shining moment and learning how to drive stick. I feel like I also gave up that night. It was mostly ending in tears and discouragement. So, but I did want to buy an E30 um, only a couple weeks later and it was about, oh God, it's in my neck of the woods now. So it was about 45 minutes north of where I was bringing it back and uh, I was stubborn. And I basically learned how to drive it on my own coming home, which it was mostly highway. So staying in fifth helped. But um, yeah, it was a pretty traumatizing experience the first go. <laughs> Did you guys know like how to park when um, you were first learning stick? Like, is that something that you did? Because I feel like I didn't start parking with the standard car until like way later I'd always just like pull into spots yeah I just turned it off oh coast in I'm like what do you mean you would just turn it off yeah I just turned oh, it off. Man. I don't know is there a better way you don't really do anything you just throw it in first just to make sure it doesn't <laughs> um I realized I remember um one of my friends came in the car with me like we were giving the ride somewhere and I remember being at like stoplights and stop signs and keeping the clutch in at all times, like in first gear, clutch in. And he's like, I remember, I must've done that for months. I don't even know. And then I remember him being like, you know, you can uh, put it in neutral and take your foot off the clutch and like relax for a little bit. Yo, um, that's so weird because I used to do the exact same thing. It's like, I didn't know neutral was a thing. <laughs> Had some mean calves though. <laughs> That helps. I don't know. I, but I'm going to be honest with you. As I got older, uh, the less inclined I felt like I had to be to like drive stick. Like it's, it's good that I know how to do it, but I'm not going to lie because I tend to drive like five hours at a time. Most weekends I have fallen into like the lazy person automatic because there's nothing honest to God worse than sitting in traffic with a stick shift. And, like, the thing is, is that I don't feel like I have to prove that I know how to do it. I've put in my time. And uh, I don't want to sit in traffic ever again in a standard car. It's a goddamn nightmare. Imagine sitting in traffic five hours, like, on the way to Jersey in the 240 in the summertime when it's 90 degrees and you have no air conditioning. And, I mean, Alexis had it in traffic going down there for an event. And I was just sweating my ass off. Yeah, like every time. And it's kind of funny because like a lot of these drift cars have super aggressive clutches and like just thinking about daily driving a car like that and sitting in track. Yeah, I'm with you, Kim. I like being in an auto just for like daily driving. Yeah, I, I just don't really feel like I have anything to prove at this point. It's like if, if someone's dying and the only option is to uh, bring them in a stick shift car, I can do it. Uh, my options to steal cars is a lot more open and available because I know how to drive those. So that's good. Um, but yeah, I guess it's good to know how to drive one. I definitely feel like it's a, a dying breed. Uh, like my sister, uh, I remember only five years ago when she used to get into my Corolla, she had never seen windows that quite literally roll down, not just like an automatic button that pushes um so that was pretty wild to me that she didn't understand like quite literally rolling down the window 
because she's 10 years younger than me. So I feel like it is kind of <laughs> nice to be able to go back and like, oh, well, at least I can do that. And, you know, kids now, they don't. And like I said, I, I'm lazy. I drive automatic. So I, I'm not judging. What advice would you give to somebody who's like just trying to learn how to do it and start? Just driving standard or in general? Standard? No, standard, yeah. Um, I would say go in a parking lot, definitely. A road might push you to just do it, but that's definitely more nerve wracking. Uh, do it by yourself, <laughs> if that's an option. Definitely don't have a boyfriend <laughs> teach you how to drive standard. Ah, uh, that's the number one tip for drifting and driving standard. <laughs> I'll agree. Oh, it's not to have a boyfriend teach you how to uh, drift. I say I agree yeah, to disagree. I mean, maybe sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess it depends on the boyfriend, but most of the time, it's probably going to end up with you crying and uh, the clutch smelling a little funny. But that's okay though, because they shouldn't—they uh, shouldn't yell at you for that. That's to be expected. That's what happens. That's part of the learning thing. Um, I will say, though, just because we were talking about the sim earlier with Taylor uh, using the sim this weekend, I did see somebody ask in one of the Facebook forums, I can't remember, but he wanted to see if a sim would be a good way of teaching his girlfriend how to drive stick. Uh, me personally, just playing on a sim, I don't really feel like there's a good correlation between the two uh, feeling wise. But I don't know, maybe you guys have a different opinion. I personally think it's a completely different experience, but that's, uh, that's me. Um, I think that in, I would say no, but I think it would be a good way maybe to get an idea of the t technique. Um, but as far as feeling, like you don't feel the, you don't like, I don't know. So yes and no, maybe just to get her like kind of used to it, but it's, I don't know. It's still really not the same. Shifting and practicing shifting with the clutch down, I guess, but yeah, no, probably not. No, I don't think it really like transfers over that well either. Cause um, like certain, I know every car is different, but like you really don't get a chance to feel like where the clutch engages and disengages in a sim at all. I think the motions of shifting, putting the clutch in, going to second, I think in that case, then yeah, it could help. <clears throat> but like feeling it, no. Yeah, that's a valid point. Um, I would say definitely to get to the like idea of going between gears and, uh, you know, knowing when to push down the clutch and everything. But as for, you know, feeling where the clutch grabs and kind of where the RPMs are when you're supposed to shift, I definitely feel like uh, that's more of a real world. And even like you said, with being on a hill, that's a, another ball game when you're learning stick shift that I don't think uh, sims are. Uh, they're more forgiving. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. But I think it's so good, even for drifting, like the technique wise, it's very, very helpful. You think having a Sims improved your driving like real world wise, or do you just feel like it's more of just like kind of a fun knockoff version of doing that? I mean, I think it's definitely improved my driving. I 
had one myself and was able to play all the time, that it would definitely improve my driving. I think it's, like I said, it's not the same where like you don't feel like you're in a car necessarily. You still can practice like left foot brake or e-brake and like, yeah, you're going to have to tweak a little bit when you're actually in a real car. But I think it's in just practice in general. I think it helps get keep that muscle memory. All right. So I feel like we kind of definitely hit up on that topic of um, driving stick. Uh, I definitely feel like most girls can relate to a first time scenario of what we all went through. It seems to be pretty common. But we're going to transition to a second topic, which somebody had brought up something about driving stock cars. I assume that this is a conversation about preferences, maybe advantages to stock, disadvantages to stock you know, power upgrades you could do or what non-power upgrades you could do. And uh, honestly, I guess a big question is, does learning drift on a stock car give you an advantage later on? Um, can I go first on this one? Yeah. Um, so I feel like I learned on a pretty difficult stock car to learn on with us. Um, and it was really difficult because that car has like no angle whatsoever from factory. Uh, the diff is, it's not a welded diff. So it kind of responds a lot differently um, than, and it's so underpowered. I think in a way long-term, it helped me get better technique, but at the same, I feel like it took me a lot longer to progress than some of the other people around me. Uh, I feel like I did see some people who had more power. It seemed like they were able to get into a drift and keep a drift a lot quicker than I was able to. It took me years to be able to do a drift without spinning out. Yeah, I think, I think learning, if you're gonna learn how to drift, learning stock, is better in the long run. Um, mostly because I, I don't want to say like when you have high horsepower or a lot of angle or all these things done to your car, like it's easier, but I think that those things maybe become a crutch sometimes, like not all the time, obviously, but when you learn stock, you have, you learn to work with what you got. Yeah. I would say is, um, at least for me, um, it kind of forced me to get the right line. It forced me to learn certain techniques that I might not have learned otherwise. So like at first, when like I first, first started learning how to drift, um, I didn't even have quivers in my car. Um, so I had to kind of learn how to use weight transfer um, going into the turn. And I would learn by powering over into the turn and then eventually I got to learn how to clutch kick, um, which because the car is so underpowered, you have to do a lot of, um, to, you know, keep the RPMs up. And, um, eventually I got to learn how to e-brake entry. Um, once I started going faster. Um, but yeah, I'd say as far as my car goes, uh, being stock, like I was able to get away with, being in a stock car for three years before I even got coilovers. I mean, and I would definitely, I would recommend coilovers to drift, but 
Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure that helped you in the long run when you did get coilovers on. It was probably like, oh, wow, this is this is awesome. Yeah, it was it really was great. And when I finally got angle in my car, I was about five years in when I got the angle kit. And that was a game changer. I was like much more that I can do now. And um, I still feel like to this day, I don't really use all of that angle. There's like so much more sometimes that I'm not even using it. So bare necessity, do you feel like somebody could basically get going for a while on just coilovers and probably a handbrake at bare minimum? I mean, I wouldn't even necessarily say a handbrake. You don't, I, I don't think you need a handbrake to start drifting because I feel like you might not be going that fast. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some people start and they, they know how to go fast and maybe the handbrake come in, come in handy, but I don't know. I think that comes as time when you're, you're going really fast. I think more important than like anything that you can have in your car is just having some sort of confidence in yourself that you can do it because my biggest challenge wasn't even like any of the techniques. It was just being afraid to destroy my car and to like hurt it. Uh, I think part of that was because it was newer, but I think a lot of it is kind of in a person's head when they're first starting out, just kind of like if you're learning how to drive a standard, you're constantly questioning yourself whether you're doing the right thing or not. Just like being confident and going into it, you can do it in a totally bone stock car. Um, so we hit up uh, driving a stick shift car, first times, uh, driving stock cars. And uh, one of the topics was um, starting something you're passionate about, which I feel like is a really good question for both the ladies of Drift Kitchen because they did just that. So I don't know if you guys can, you know, enlighten anybody on like what tools maybe needed to succeed, uh, establishing a brand and working for yourself, maybe the pros and cons and uh, stepping stones as to how you get to that point, you know? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like you have to really want it. Um, I think a lot of people think it might be easy to run a business um, or to do a lot of things like this and it's definitely not easy <laughs> so I feel like you have to really want it and it helps when your business partner also really wants hell yeah I think <laughs> Taylor and I have always been kind of pick up where the other one left off kind of thing so like if I'm having a really bad week or a bad month, um, she always, you know, kind of takes over on everything, whether it be the social media or what have you. Um, and then if she's going on a road trip, like I'll take over on um, doing the merch sales. And um, I think having the right people around you helps you have the right mindset to start something. Um, it's definitely, it's one thing doing it alone, but you kind of have to work with other people in order to make it successful. Um, like in the beginning, I'd say we were like people that would like naysay it or say, oh, this isn't really idea. 
I think in the beginning, we were just so passionate about this idea and wanting to make it happen that like none of that stuff even mattered. We didn't even think about that stuff. We didn't even like question if it would work or not. We were just like, yeah, we're going to do this. So I think that's something like really important if you're trying to start something new, like just not to listen to anybody else's opinions of it and just like go for it if you really believe in it. Yeah, I would definitely never listen to anyone's opinion about it because if we had listened to people's opinions, Drift Kitchen wouldn't be a thing. (laughs) Yeah. So major points are definitely if you can have help and someone who's just as passionate about it as you, definitely take the help. And uh, don't really listen to the people who just talk badly about it. That's, uh, you got to kind of move past that. Because I feel like, honestly, even it doesn't matter how successful you are with something, there's always a bunch of people who are always going to have, you know, some shit to say. Um, That's just my general opinion is that I've seen really successful people and people talk shit about them all the time. And I think that's just a part of it. And maybe it's just growing numb to it and expecting criticism and knowing how to handle that. Um, But speaking into turning something into an actual thing and criticism, uh, how do you feel like social media has helped with progressing an idea that was just an idea into something more real? Do you think it's been more positive than negative or vice versa? I think it's been more positive than negative because, I mean, we pretty much were able to build this brand through Instagram, Facebook, through, um, you know, group chats, through building a community, both online and offline. But I think being able to reach a broader audience, um, you know, because it's all right at your fingertips, like that allowed us to get really creative and figure out more ways to reach out to people. And like, really, you know, you get different elements and resources that you wouldn't ever expect to happen. Um, Like in the beginning, we were just, you know, we just had one track and then we were able to reach out to tracks all over the country. We might not have been able to do that if it weren't for, you know, social media. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's definitely been helpful. I think it's been a learning curve for me. I mean, I'm not like a huge fan of social media, but I I've seen it helps and the community that it does build. And I see that now in like a positive, in a mostly positive light. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, social media, it, it definitely has its pros and cons. I think it's kind of incredible the way that you can make something happen just based off of how good you can be with social media and the following you can gain. Um, it's kind of become a whole new job all on its own is just keeping up with that and keeping people happy and updated. Um, I do think it's incredible that you can throw together an event primarily using social media. Uh, cause I could only imagine how difficult it must've been to get people to show up for something like this even 10 years ago. Um, so I don't know, it's pretty impressive. And, uh, I think as long as it's used correctly, social media can be a pretty amazing tool, but, um, obviously you're going to have people use it for evil. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I definitely agree with Alexis on the, you know, moving past naysayers and uh, doing what you really think, you know, you can do. I, I don't know. I don't know if there's any real secrets to success, unfortunately. 
I would just say never give up. Like, I, I mean, Alexis and I have had pretty rough days where we probably wanted to give up. Um, but I think that's where the other one comes in and kind of, kind of like stops us from, you know, just keeps us going. So I don't know, I guess the key to success would just never give up. I agree. And I, I also think like just trying to keep that vision even on the bad days, because like, it, like I said in the beginning, we were running towards it. Not that we're not still running towards it. We're definitely still running towards our goal, but our goal has changed. Like, it's like you see one summit and you want to get to like an even taller mountain after that. Um, but I think in the middle, the challenges became more difficult and sometimes that can be kind of discouraging. Um, so just trying to like keep the vision or ultimate goal is and like why you're doing whatever project it is that you're doing. And I think like with us, at least we always had to keep in mind that it wasn't going to be like a night and day thing. And I, I don't, I don't think any business, unless you think of some million dollar idea that no one else has thought of before, like, I think you have to realize that it's not going to be just, you know, overnight or even in a year or two years. I mean. Yeah, we're going, this is our, going into our fourth year of business now. Um, and I'd still say we have a long way to go compared to where I want to be, you know. Yeah, definitely. That's okay. You guys definitely, I feel like, have made it past the discouragement bump, though. I do feel like maybe the first year or the first two years are definitely the most um, unenthusiastic or more demotivating. But um, I feel like, you know, by the third year, you know you're following, you know the people who are consistent with your events. And uh, I don't know, you guys have done pretty well so far with this whole drift kitchen thing. I know I used to be a naysayer of the drift kitchen. Um, that's cause I, I used to be a dick, but <laughs> better now. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you know, we can stir the pot someone in this room that didn't believe in drift kitchen. <laughs> it's true, it's true. <laughs> if you guys are looking to, um, you know, do some terrible things, it would be to me. I definitely, I was one of the people, I was just being a jerk. Me and Alexis were having, uh, we had a couple year falling out. If we're going to, you know, dish some dirt. Uh, but no, it was as of what, the beginning of last year, I think we smoothed everything over. And I would say I've been pretty goddamn supportive lately. Oh no, you have definitely. Yeah, I would say that like, I think it's awesome that at one point you're like, nah, it ain't going to happen. And now you're like doing so much for us and like helping us out and like you know it just shows like that ideas can you know change the world you know <laughs> see yeah don't... now we get these rad posters and sticker designs and yeah guys don't knock people for their dreams uh they might be your future boss someday so that should be the wisdom of the week <laughs> Whitmore's Weekly Wisdom. <laughs> Sponsored by Kim Salty Ass. No, but I, I do have to say that, like, having him on board, like, that's been great because each one of us has, you know, our own perspective and, like, our own skills and talents and everything. And, like, 
I've always loved your art and just like the way that you come up with certain ideas for your artwork. And I think being able to add that into what our vision has been for Drift Kitchen, like it's been really great. Like those stickers that you had uh, made for us, like that's really cool picturing us as chefs, you know? So. Yeah, see, that's the thing is I know they say don't mix like uh, pleasure with business or friendship or anything, but I also feel like on the pro side of that, we can all be extremely honest with each other and nobody's going to walk away crying because I know that nothing you guys say, like if there's something you guys want me to tweak on a poster or whatever, even if you guys are talking to each other, I know it's easier to be real with each other on a friendship level because it's not all business. It's kind of like steering you in the right direction because, you know, we all ultimately try and share the same vision, whether it be, you know, a poster or whatever. And I don't know, I feel like it's easier to be honest with you on what's practical or what's doable within a time frame or something like that than if I was working for a stranger, you know? I also think we're very good at like figuring when somebody's busy versus like, just like if you're working for somebody else, they tend to not really keep those things in mind. Um, it's definitely easier to work with your friends because, you know, you're all understanding of each other's situations. Yeah, I would say so. But um, yeah, I don't know. I would say that we, uh, we answered those topics pretty well, if I do say so myself. <laughs> all right, so we are doing something new and we're gonna try and keep going with this. Um, it's gonna be completely randomized so that everybody has a shot. Uh, basically, we've just been writing down names of people that we've recognized throughout, you know, whether it be social media, you guys going to an event, it can be a girl, it can be a guy. Um, but every week we'd like to do a driver spotlight and preferably like to send out that driver sticker talking about the fact that they were in the spotlight for Drift Kitchen. And the funny thing is you don't even need to listen to the podcast to participate. We are just including you and we will reach out to you if you want. And hopefully that will gauge your interest on listening to more if you were included in something, right? That'd be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so does anyone want to talk about our first week ever driver spotlight? Yes. So our first winner of the uh, driver's spotlight, and I hope I say her last name properly, is Liz. Um, her Instagram is Oki underscore Liz, O-K-I-E underscore L-I-Z-Z. Uh, she has a teen FRS and a 2012 SI. Um, her first full drift event was having her FRS at the Drift Kitchen event at English Town Raceway Park. And um, one thing that I noticed and a lot of people noticed at, at this event was that she had absolutely zero fear entering on backtrack. You know, this girl has never driven a drift event before and she is in a really difficult car starting out and she was just going for it. Um, you can see on her Instagram, there is one picture where she beached it off of turn two, but the picture came out so sick. Um, she is our first winner of uh, the driver spotlight. And um, 
we'll reach out to you pretty shortly to uh, get your information and send you some email for winning. Woohoo! So congrats, Liz. You are our official first winner of our podcast giveaway. Um, and also, I'd like to add that instead of just pulling names, if we got a submission from one of you guys as to somebody who you feel should be in the driver's spotlight, absolutely send it our way. Um, we'd love to look over why you think so and definitely put them in at the end. Uh, so it won't just be randomized. It'll only be randomized if we don't get a lot of submissions or any for that matter. And then don't worry, we'll be doing this every week. So eventually you will probably win. Um, but yeah, so that is basically our first structured podcast. And I'm pretty happy with it, to be honest with you. I think we we're good at staying on topic. And I don't know. Thanks, guys, for listening again. Yeah, hopefully this one is um, much more bearable to listen to. <laughs> yeah, and next week... Um we should be having somebody on our podcast so stay tuned to see or hear who that is because we're going to not announce who we're talking to until the podcast drops so, I, know, I was gonna say should we tell them or should we not we no. can tell nobody nothing no it's a secret Rule number one. i tried <laughs> we do have whitmore's weekly wisdom and take it away taylor Don't get lost in trying to create a life while forgetting to live while you have one. I love it. <laughs> so bad. All right. Revealing my heart to everyone, all my all my poetry. <laughs> Thank you guys again for tuning in and listening to us ramble. Definitely check out the next episode. Appreciate all your support. Don't forget to follow Drift Kitchen on Instagram and to check out their big cartel site and pick up some merch. Thanks again, guys.